Welcome to Quantum Magazine's podcast. Each episode, we bring you stories about developments in science and mathematics. I'm Susan Vallett. A time crystal sounds like something out of a sci-fi movie. It forever cycles between states without consuming energy. And now, physicists claim to have built this new phase of matter inside a quantum computer. That's next. Explore other science mysteries in the quanta book Alice and Bob Meet the Wall of Fire, published by the MIT Press, available now at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or your local bookstore. Also, make sure to tell your friends about the Quanta Magazine Science Podcast and give us a positive review or follow where you listen. It helps people find this podcast. In a preprint posted online in July, researchers at Google collaborated with physicists at Stanford, Princeton, and other universities. They say that they've used Google's quantum computer to demonstrate a genuine time crystal. In addition, a separate research group claimed earlier in the same month to have created a time crystal in a diamond. A time crystal is a novel phase of matter that physicists have strived to realize for many years. It's an object whose parts move in a regular repeating cycle, sustaining this constant change without burning any energy. Roderick Musner of the Max Planck Institute for the Physics of Complex Systems in Dresden, Germany, says the consequence is amazing. He says you evade the second law of thermodynamics, that's the law that says disorder always increases. Musner co-authored the Google paper. Time crystals are also the first objects to spontaneously break time translation symmetry, the usual rule that a stable object will remain the same throughout time. A time crystal is both stable and ever-changing, with special moments that come at periodic intervals in time. The time crystal is a new category of phases of matter, expanding the definition of what a phase is. All other known phases, like water or ice, are in thermal equilibrium. Their constituent atoms have settled into the state with the lowest energy permitted by the ambient temperature, and their properties don't change with time. The time crystal is the first out-of-equilibrium phase, it has order and perfect stability despite being in an excited and evolving state. Vedika Kimani says this is a completely new and exciting space that they're working in now. Kimani is a condensed matter physicist now at Stanford who co-discovered the novel phase while she was a grad student. She co-authored the new paper with the Google team. Kimani Musner Shivaji Sondi of Princeton, and Achilles Lazaridis of Loughborough University in the United Kingdom discovered the possibility of the phase. They described its key properties in 2015. A rival group of physicists led by Chaitan Nayak of Microsoft Station Q and the University of California, Santa Barbara, identified it as a time crystal soon after. Researchers have raced to create a time crystal over the past five years, but previous demos have failed to satisfy all the criteria needed to establish the time crystal's existence. 
John Chalker is a condensed matter physicist at the University of Oxford who wasn't involved in the new work. Although there have been what they call first generation experiments aimed at finding time crystals, there are good reasons to think that none of those experiments has completely succeeded. And quantum computer would be particularly well placed to do much better than those early experiments. But Chalker says that doesn't mean these experiments were failures. I think there would be agreement generally in the community that the limitations of the first generation experiments that are set out in this new paper are reasonable. It's not necessarily a criticism of those first generation experiments, but it is saying that they're not the end of the story. And in particular, it's not enough just to say we've already done it, so why go further? Google's quantum computing team made headlines in 2019 when they performed the first ever computation that ordinary computers weren't thought to be able to do in a practical amount of time. But that task was contrived to show a speed up and was of no inherent interest. The new time crystal demo marks one of the first times a quantum computer has found gainful employment. With July's preprint and other recent results, researchers have fulfilled the original hope for quantum computers. In his 1982 paper proposing the devices, physicist Richard Feynman argued that they could be used to simulate the particles of any imaginable quantum system. A time crystal exemplifies that vision. It's a quantum object that nature itself probably never creates, given its complex combination of delicate ingredients. Imaginations conjured the recipe, stirred by nature's most baffling laws. But the original notion of a time crystal had a fatal flaw. Nobel Prize-winning physicist Frank Wilczek conceived the idea in 2012 while teaching a class about ordinary spatial crystals. Shortly after, he told Quanta magazine that if you think about crystals in space, it's very natural also to think about the classification of crystalline behavior in time. Consider a diamond, a crystalline phase of a clump of carbon atoms. The clump is governed by the same equations everywhere in space, yet It takes a form that has periodic spatial variations, with atoms positioned at lattice points. Physicists say that it spontaneously breaks space translation symmetry. Only minimum energy equilibrium states spontaneously break spatial symmetries in this way. Wilczek envisioned a multi-part object in equilibrium, much like a diamond, But this object breaks time translation symmetry. It undergoes periodic motion, returning to its initial configuration at regular intervals. Wilczek's proposed time crystal was profoundly different from, say, a wall clock. That's an object that also undergoes periodic motion. Clock hands burn energy and stop when the battery runs out. A Wilczekian time crystal requires no input and continues indefinitely, since the system is in its ultra-stable equilibrium state. If it sounds implausible, it is. After much thrill and controversy, a 2014 proof showed that Wilczek's prescription fails like all other perpetual motion machines conceived throughout history. 
That year, researchers at Princeton were thinking about something else. Kimani and her doctoral advisor, Sondi, were studying mini-body localization, an extension of Anderson localization. That's the Nobel Prize-winning 1958 discovery that an electron can get stuck in place, just like it's lodged in a crevice in a rugged landscape. An electron is best pictured as a wave whose height in different places gives the probability of detecting the particle there. The wave naturally spreads out over time. But Philip Anderson discovered that randomness can cause the electron's wave to break up, destructively interfere with itself, and cancel out everywhere except in a small region. The particle localizes. People thought for decades that interactions between multiple particles would destroy the interference effect. But in 2005, three physicists at Princeton and Columbia universities showed that a one-dimensional chain of quantum particles can experience many-body localization. That is, they all get stuck in a fixed state. This phenomenon would become the first ingredient of the time crystal. Imagine a row of particles, each with a magnetic orientation or spin that points up, down, or some probability of both directions. Imagine that the first four spins initially point up, down, down, and up. The spins will quantum mechanically fluctuate and quickly align if they can. But random interference between them can cause the row of particles to get stuck in their particular configuration. They can't rearrange or settle into thermal equilibrium. They'll point up, down, down and up indefinitely. Sondi and a collaborator had discovered that many body localized systems can exhibit a special kind of order, which would become the second key ingredient of a time crystal. If you flip all the spins in the system, you get another stable, many body localized state. In the fall of 2014, Kimani joined Sondi on sabbatical at the Max Planck Institute in Dresden. There, Musner and Lazaridis specialized in so-called floquet systems. These are periodically driven systems, such as a crystal that's being stimulated with a laser of a certain frequency. The laser's intensity, and so the strength of its effect on the system, periodically varies. Musner, Lazaridis, Sondi, and Kamani studied what happens when a mini-body localized system is periodically driven in this way. They found in calculations and simulations that when you tickle a localized chain of spins with a laser in a particular way, they'll flip back and forth, moving between two different mini-body localized states in a repeating cycle forever. They never absorb any net energy from the laser. The group called its discovery a pi spin glass phase, where the angle pi signifies a 180-degree flip. Here's Kamani. The spin glass refers to the long-range spatial ordering, and the pi refers to the feature that causes period doubling. This discovery of a pi spin glass phase was the first many-body out-of-equilibrium phase ever identified. Here's Sondi. In the context of time-independent, many body localized systems had been called the spin glass by David Hughes, myself, and others. So when we found it, we called the phase the pi spin glass because there were two eigenstates 
separated by pi in frequency. Of course, we realized, and we say it in our very first draft, that this means that, you know, you get this period doubling, you know, sort of phenomenon. They reported the concept of this new phase of matter in a 2015 preprint, but the words time crystal didn't appear anywhere in it. The authors added the term in an updated version, published in Physical Review Letters in June of 2016, thanking a reviewer in the acknowledgments for making the connection between their pi spin glass phase and time crystals. Something else happened between the preprint's appearance and its publication. Nyack, who's a former graduate student of Wilczek's and their collaborators, put out a preprint in March of 2016. They proposed the existence of objects called floquet time crystals. They pointed to Kamani and Company's pi spin glass phase as an example. A floquet time crystal exhibits the kind of behavior envisioned by Wilczek, but only while being periodically driven by an external energy source. This kind of time crystal circumvents the failure of Wilczek's original idea by never professing to be in thermal equilibrium. Because it's a mini-body localized system, its spins or other parts are unable to settle into equilibrium. They're stuck where they are. But the system doesn't heat up either, despite being pumped by a laser or other driver. Instead, it cycles back and forth indefinitely between localized states. Already, the laser will have broken the symmetry between all moments in time for the row of spins, imposing instead discrete time translation symmetry. That's identical conditions only after each periodic cycle of the laser. But then, through its back-and-forth flips, the row of spins further breaks the discrete time translation symmetry imposed by the laser, since its own periodic cycles are multiples of the lasers. Kimani and co-authors had characterized this phase in detail, but Nyack's group put it into the language of time, symmetry, and spontaneous symmetry breaking. These are all fundamental concepts in physics. Here's Sondi. We had written this in a model which has a symmetry, which was an obvious Ising symmetry. And they asked the question, what if the symmetry wasn't there? You know, would you still have this phase? They also provided new facets of understanding, and they slightly generalized the notion of a floquet time crystal beyond the pi spin glass phase, noting that a certain symmetry it has isn't needed. Their paper was published in Physical Review Letters in August of 2016, two months after Kamani and company published the theoretical discovery of the first example of the phase. Both groups claim to have discovered the idea. Since then, the rival researchers and others have raced to create a time crystal in reality. Nyack's crew teamed up with Chris Monroe at the University of Maryland, who uses electromagnetic fields to trap and control ions. In June of this year, the group reported in Science that they'd turned the trapped ions into an approximate, or pre-thermal, time crystal. Its cyclical variations, in this case, ions jumping between two states, are practically indistinguishable from those of a genuine time crystal. But unlike a diamond, this pre-thermal time crystal isn't forever. If the experiment ran for long enough, the system would gradually equilibrate and the cyclical behavior would break down. Kimani, Sondi, 
Musner and collaborators looked elsewhere. In 2019, Google announced that its Sycamore quantum computer had completed a task in 200 seconds that would take a conventional computer 10,000 years. Musner says in reading the announcement paper, he and his colleagues realized that the Sycamore processor contains as its fundamental building blocks exactly the things they needed to realize the Floquet time crystal. In the meantime, Sycamore's developers were also looking for something to do with their machine, which is too error-prone to run the cryptography and search algorithms designed for full-fledged quantum computers. Kamani and her colleagues reached out to Kostya Kachetchi, a theorist at Google. He and his team quickly agreed to collaborate on the Time Crystal project. Quantum computers consist of qubits, essentially controllable quantum particles, each of which can maintain two possible states, labeled 0 and 1, at the same time. When qubits interact, they can collectively juggle an exponential number of simultaneous possibilities. That gives them computing advantages. Google's qubits consist of superconducting aluminum strips. Each has two possible energy states, which can be programmed to represent spins pointing up or down. For the demo, Kachetchi and his collaborators used a chip with 20 qubits to serve as the time crystal. Perhaps the main advantage of the machine over its competitors is its ability to tune the strengths of interactions between its qubits. This tunability is key to why the system could become a time crystal. The programmers could randomize the qubits' interaction strengths, this randomness created destructive interference between them that allowed the row of spins to achieve many-body localization. The qubits could lock into a set pattern of orientations rather than aligning. The researchers gave the spins arbitrary initial configurations, such as up-down, down-up, and so on. Pumping the system with microwaves flipped up-pointing spins to down and vice versa, they ran tens of thousands of demos for each initial configuration and measured the states of the qubits after different amounts of time in each run. As a result, the researchers could observe that the system of spins was flipping back and forth between two many-body localized states. The hallmark of a phase is extreme stability. We all know that ice stays as ice even if the temperature fluctuates, the researchers found that microwave pulses only had to flip spins somewhere in the ballpark of 180 degrees, but not exactly that much, for the spins to return to their exact initial orientation after two pulses. It's kind of like boats riding themselves. Plus, the spins never absorbed or dissipated net energy from the microwave laser, leaving the disorder of the system unchanged. On July 5th, a team based at the Delft University of Technology in the Netherlands reported that they built a Floquet time crystal, not in a quantum processor, but out of the nuclear spins of carbon atoms in a diamond. The Delft system is smaller and more limited than the time crystal realized in Google's quantum processor. It's unclear whether a Floquet time crystal might have practical use, but its stability seems promising to Musner because it's unusually stable.
or the state might be merely conceptually useful. It's the first and simplest example of an out-of-equilibrium phase, but the researchers suspect that more such phases are physically possible. Nyack argues that time crystals illuminate something profound about the nature of time. Einstein made the best attempt at unification, weaving 3D space together with time into a four-dimensional fabric, space-time. But even in his theory, unidirectional time is unique. Here's Nyack. The fact that time in physics is always kind of, however much, even in relativity, you try to treat it as being just another dimension, it is always kind of an outlier. And this is the first case that I know of where all of a sudden time is just like, But condensed matter physicist John Chalker argues that time remains an outlier. He says Wilczek's time crystal would have been a true unification of time and space. Spatial crystals are in equilibrium, and relatedly, they break continuous space translation symmetry. The discovery that, in the case of time, only discrete time translation symmetry may be broken by time crystals puts a new angle on the distinction between time and space. These discussions will continue, driven by the possibility of exploration on quantum computers. Condensed matter physicists used to concern themselves with the phases of the natural world, says Chalker. The focus moved from studying what nature gives us to designing situations where what we get is something that turns out to be really, really interesting. Meaning dreaming up exotic forms of matter that quantum mechanics allows. Matt Carlstrom helped with this episode. I'm Susan Vallett. For more on this story, read Natalie Wolchover's full article, Eternal Change for No Energy, A Time Crystal Finally Made Real, on our website, quantummagazine.org. Quantum Magazine is an editorially independent online publication launched by the Simons Foundation to enhance public understanding of science.